Welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is Sunday, May 3rd. Tomorrow, May the 4th, be with you. But for now, it's May 3rd. And I thought I'd jump onto the podcast here, talk a little bit about college football. I know a lot of time with Corona and everything is things being pushed back, rescheduled. What's going to happen to college football? My baby, our love. And I was talking to my cousin, Patrick Feltz, today. He's on. He's on today. Pat, how you doing, pal? Tommy, I'm doing great, and I'm I'm ready to talk about. Yeah. I know it's May, so this yeah, seems a little, a little yeah. out of place, but I'm ready to talk some more with you about the greatest sport on the face of the earth. That's college football. I don't think there's a better sport on the planet. It's what I cover on the first and ten. I talk about it every week, and you know, it's not every day I get to. Well, it is every day, pretty yeah. much over text. I talk about college football with Tommy, but it's not every day that I get to come over here on the TDP or have Tommy on the first and ten. So. When our worlds collide to talk about CFB, uh, there's nothing like it because I think Tommy gets it. College football is the best, and no matter what time of year, it's always right. And for you know, usually you're sitting from your humble abode in Indianapolis, uh, talking about the Big Ten whatsoever, la di da, la di da. I want to talk about the whole spectrum, though, not just the Big Ten all over. And uh, I want to talk about the schedule a little bit. You know, we got the NFL schedule coming out this week. Kind of getting a little schedule buzz, if you will. I get a little, little bit off the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I've okay. got two ideas, Tommy, okay. for a schedule episode. We can either do our top five games of the year mm-hmm. to keep an eye on, or what if we do our college game Ooh. day picks? Ooh. I think we could do both of these pods, but I think which one today should we do we're going to stick with the top five because that's what I got. I got. Let's do the top that. five I got, today. I have that then, so we're going to do that. Yeah, then we can do college game day picks either over here on the TDP, maybe on the first and ten, or maybe on yeah. my personal show that has not started yet, but uh, it's in the works, the Patrick yeah. Feltz show. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But today we're going to do our top five most anticipated college football games of 2020, uh, and we're going to do it all across the nation, kind of an objective look at it, maybe not. Because if yeah. it was just my list, I would probably put a bunch of <laughs> IU games on it because yeah. that's my favorite team. But I don't think that's I don't think that's the fair answer. Although I'm going to try and shoehorn in as much Hoosier conversation as possible, which admittedly won't be much. But yeah, we'll get that game day talk another time because college game day is the best show in in sports television, not named inside the NBA. I think those are the top two, pretty undisputedly. But let's uh, talk about our top five favorite college football games this uh, coming season. This week, I think I'm going to float out an episode talking about the NFL scheduling do an nfl kind of update this week as well so if you're not busy you can also hop on that if you would like i i will gladly do it yeah it doesn't sound doesn't sound like a problem by my book i'm graduating this week well, uh, from high school so thank you very much uh and if you couldn't tell by the way i've been talking uh, when i graduate on friday i'll be attending Indiana uh, University. Yeah. The, the place down in bloomington yeah, we know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great. Great place. <laughs> as will as will our good friend uh, Griffin from the First and Ten and from the Running, Running with, with the Bulls podcast. Check out our episode tomorrow. The Bulls. New episode drops tomorrow. Oh, gosh, tomorrow. I can't wait. There's there's nothing. It's one of the best things to look forward to on these quarantine Mondays I mean, honestly, is Running with the Bulls. this is the first podcast in a while we've done that isn't Running with the Bulls. So... 
Yeah, well, I'm excited to talk a little bit of football let's to do distract it. us from all our let, MJ yeah, and Rodman conversation. So uh, let's do it. Top five college football games we're anticipating right, in 2020. I'm going to let you let's start first. All right, should I start with number five oh, or number you one? You know what? Let's go five, and let's go five to one. Let's do that. I like that. Five to one. Okay, number five. Uh, okay. Notre Dame. Uh, I – I do not have that one, but give me your reasoning and why. Because it's on my list, but just not a five. Okay, so here's why I'm putting it. Uh, I think uh, Clemson, obviously, is going to be one of the best yeah. teams in the country coming to this season. They've been it for the last few years. We're going to Trevor Lawrence's junior year, probably his final season at Clemson. So uh, if they can get it done, maybe get another national championship, it's possible. But – this is the biggest game Clemson's playing all season. This is really the only game I would consider like a true test. Obviously they're going to be playing some good teams. Like Louisville's not bad. Virginia's not bad. Florida state is kind of average, but it's a road Mm. game. So it won't be easy, but that's the best I can say about any other opponent on their schedule. And Notre Dame is a real team. And I I think this game is kind of make or break for Notre Dame because I know a lot of people kind of have them in their preseason top 10. I don't think I'm that high on the fighting Irish in comparison to some people, but if they can get it done in South Bend against Clemson, then that turns the tides in their whole season. And for Clemson, uh, this is the game that is going to show them to the playoff committee. Cause if they drop this one and still go undefeated, they could go undefeated uh, and win the ACC title and lose to Notre Dame. And they probably wouldn't be a playoff yeah. team because their schedule's that week. So this is a must win for Clemson. And at 7.30 p.m., NBC, November 7th, it's going to be a uh, must watch across the country. It is just equally as important for the Fighting Irish. Uh, I, I mean, Oh, I think so, the, too. Yeah. Opportunities like this at Notre Dame Stadium don't come often. We saw Georgia come calling a few years ago. That was a huge game. Michigan makes its uh, arrival every once or twice a couple of years. You know, these games don't happen often. So when Clemson's and your Alabama's and your Georgia's come to town, like you have to uh, – the, the atmosphere is just unbelievable. This place will be a madhouse. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah, uh, that Georgia game actually a couple of years ago, I think that's an interesting one because you would have expected the atmosphere to be really good for that one, but it wasn't. It was about 50% Georgia fans, if I remember correctly. A bunch of Notre Dame ticket holders actually sold their tickets for super high prices to uh, traveling Georgia fans, and they made like a a pretty big impact on the game, I would say, and and the dogs pulled it off. Very close game, though. uh, Notre Dame, actually, this season, I said for Clemson, this is going to be their only – big win opportunity in 2020 uh notre dame's got a couple they play uh the badgers of wisconsin at lambeau field uh you know obviously they play clemson at home like i just said usc at the coliseum this year uh yeah they that's right they get stanford again this year and uh you know those are going to be all really good games i think and uh, another one I think that's interesting for Notre Dame, kind of off topic, but oh, hit yeah. always give Notre Dame a game, and yeah. especially on the road, always, yeah. this one could be interesting. I yeah, think that's that, a that's potential upset tough for the Irish. Uh, Pitt, yeah, Pitt's always a thorn in the side. Mm-hmm. Pitt gives them hell. Yeah. Pitt gives them hell every year, and we were talking about big games coming to Notre Dame Stadium uh, in the next few years. Of course, they get they actually get Arkansas. Yeah, at I home saw that this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, the first home game. And then they get Navy in Dublin Correct. week yeah. zero. That's a big game, too. 
Uh, but in, in a, I think three or four years from now, they get Ohio State. They get yes, a home and home with the Buckeyes, which that will be incredible. I can't wait for that. So uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, though, that's the big one for this year, and, and that's my number it's, five it's, game. It's uh, interesting to say because I believe we – I have a certain cousin who's going to Notre Dame, and uh, if they go to that Clemson game, that will be a big, big experience for them. Yeah, for well, for the record, I've got a oh. certain sister who's going oh. to the University of Notre Dame, yeah. so uh, I'm sure uh, she'll probably be in attendance. And I can only imagine what the atmosphere of Notre Dame Stadium will be like. Hopefully, unlike the uh, game against the Georgia Bulldogs, they they keep yeah. out all the Clemson fans. But uh, who knows? I'm sure I'm sure the Irish will get up for this one because it's going to be a big one. Clemson will probably be in the top five. Notre Dame will probably be in the Top ten, top fifteen, yeah. depending on how things shake out. But uh, that that'll be a great game, and I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, if it happens, this is all banking on if it happens. So knock on wood, say your prayers, this and uh, let's Gruden, hope we get a college football would season. Say, knock on wood if you're with me. Like, come on. Uh, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. So my number five that? pick. <laughs> you mentioned it already. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, the Wisconsin Badgers at uh, Lambeau Field historic Lambeau field to take on the fighting Irish. Uh, I think this one is very interesting because I'm, I'm ready to see what this Wisconsin offense is going to look like without Jonathan Taylor and being on a neutral, but not neutral field against the fighting Irish in their special shamrock series. Or is it, I don't, is, is it a shamrock series or is it just like a Wisconsin? Just no, this is, this is a neutral site game. Actually, well, uh, the funny thing with this series is there's going to be a game this year at Lambeau Field. It's yeah, technically a yeah. Notre Dame home game. Uh, but then next year at Soldier Field, See, technically a Wisconsin home game. No, it doesn't, but that's the way it is. And, uh, you know, they'll both probably be about an even split crowd. Yeah, no, Maybe I think... uh, a slight Notre Dame advantage in Chicago. Maybe, yeah, maybe a slight Lambeau Wisconsin advantage at Lambeau. Gets the advantage and then – but you got to keep in mind, uh, very well. fans travel very super well. well. Um, I remember when uh, the Citrus Bowl, and then they're all over the country. It's yeah, a national. I mean, the fan Citrus base. Bowl we went it's to, a national fan very base. well attended by the Irish, and that LSU Notre Dame. It wasn't really well attended by I, either there team. There were a lot of empty Notre seats, fans, but you can blame you I blame would. that on the weather. I would I would say it was actually pretty even, but there were a lot of. Empty seats because of the cold. This was the 2018 LSU Notre yeah. Dame Citrus Bowl. Uh, if you're not following, coldest game I've ever been to, uh, and I live in Indiana, so you know that just tells you. Yeah, uh, I would. I don't know if it's my coldest game, but it was. It was certainly uh, no. no, yeah, no I walk was, I was over exaggerating. I've been in colder games, but Florida in the winter should not be that cold. I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, uh, what do you think, Wisconsin Notre Dame? Should that have made the list? I kind of put that as fifth. I think it's going to be – I think it's a good game. Uh, Wisconsin's obviously going to have a lot uh, yeah. changing this coming season. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's gone, and he was, you know, the offense for the last three years. He was an elite running back. Hopefully, he can still produce well in our Colts. But uh, Nakia Watson's going to be the new running back for Wisconsin. And, you know, in limited, limited production last year. But he didn't look bad, and I think he can hopefully – 
fill in for Taylor at least a little bit. And I think a lot of it for Wisconsin is going to rely on Jack Cohn. If Jack Cohn can step up and, you know, be the quarterback who a lot of people think he can be and, and kind of pick up the offense to where the running game won't be able to bail him out anymore, uh, Wisconsin could have a good team. But I think they'll drop off a little bit from last season. And uh, this Notre Dame game will be one of the big ones for the Badgers. And I think if I they mean, pull it off, they could be in good shape. Schedule. I don't know it from clear memory, but I'm assuming you got what? Notre Dame on the schedule. You got Michigan, right? Ohio State probably comes to town, right? I mean, Michigan uh, State. I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think they get all those. They don't get all those Big Ten East teams. Uh, they, they'll get the whole Big Ten okay. West. So they'll get, you know, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be good. Uh, but they don't they get play Indiana week one on a Friday night. Uh, they get their crossovers this year, I believe, are IU, Michigan, and okay. oh, it's Maryland. They get Maryland so no in College State, Park. Okay. So they're not going to have to deal with they're not going to okay, have to deal yeah. with OSU or Penn State this year. But you know, obviously, yeah. Michigan no, is yeah. never easy, especially in Ann Arbor, and that IU game week one. I think there's a universe where IU pulls it off. I don't think it's likely, but I I think yeah. they give them a game. So it's not like they got it's not like they drew Rutgers, Maryland, and yeah. Michigan State because Michigan State's going to be bad this year. But you know they drew a pretty decent middle of the pack Big Ten East crossover schedule, and of course the Big Ten West won't be bad this year. I think Minnesota is going to be really good. Uh, Illinois will probably go bowling. Northwestern, who knows? Peyton Ramsey, maybe he'll be a good quarterback for them. I think Purdue's probably a bowl team, maybe more. We'll see yeah. if they can stay healthy. Nebraska will probably go bowling, and Iowa will be good too. So uh, they have a hard schedule, and this Notre Dame game is probably the most anticipated game for them on the schedule. Uh, I don't know if it's yeah. that or the Axe, but uh, looking at this Wisconsin schedule, here's what they're – they have a four-week stretch where – they get App State at home, which oh, yeah. that's no cakewalk. Yeah. App State's a good team. Don't get me wrong. Then they go to Ann Arbor to play Michigan. Then they go to Green Bay to play Notre Dame. Then they get the Golden Gophers at Yikes. home for the Axe. That is tough. That is a very hard stretch. If they can come out of that stretch two and two, uh, that would be saying something because those are four probably you, top you 25 said- teams. I, I may have misheard you. You said App State. You mean Appalachian State, correct? Okay. Appalachian State. Yeah. Who, uh, they're losing their coach this year, Barry Drinkowitz, but uh, I don't know what kind of production they're returning or losing, but they were good last season, and I assume yeah. uh, they keep at least some of that. So mm-hmm. as far as mid-majors go and G5s go, uh, App State is certainly one to look forward oh, to no. because they're they're no slouches, and obviously yeah. Michigan, Notre Dame, and Minnesota uh, are going to be. All tough right, games. let's move on to number four. What do you have for number four? Okay, my number four game. Spoiler alert: This is my first okay. of two Buckeye appearances, but uh, we've got uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to Penn okay. State for the whiteout. This is a classic. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much uh, for the last couple of years, uh, the whiteout at Penn yeah. State has either been Ohio yeah. State or Michigan rotating year by year. Last year it was Michigan, Penn State won. Year before the Buckeyes won, mm-hmm. K.J. Hill scored that game-winning yeah. touchdown. I believe it was K.J. Hill. Uh, 
so this game against Penn State, October 24th, uh, it's probably going to be Saturday Night Football since it's the whiteout and it's Penn yeah, State, Ohio State. Kick, but caboodle. both of these teams, yeah, both of these teams, both of these teams are going to be awesome. Uh, Ohio State is my preseason number one. I personally think they're going to go undefeated and win the national championship, and Justin Fields is going to win the Heisman oh. Trophy. Uh, that's just my two cents, but I think this Ohio State team is going to be really, really, really good, and Penn State's going to be good too. Obviously, they've got Micah Parsons. He's my preseason pick for Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and I think he's probably going to be the best linebacker in the country. Uh, then you got to talk about Journey Brown, who will be one of the top running backs in the Big Ten, and uh, Sean Clifford, maybe he can improve uh, in yet another season at Penn State, but uh, they, they yeah, also lose he's... K.J. Hamler, who is a pretty big part of their offense, and uh, the one guy who I'm looking out for on Penn State is Pat Fryermuth, uh, the tight end, Baby nicknamed Gronk. Baby Gronk. Uh, he, he's a good player. And, and Penn State's going to have a good team. So uh, this game, if Penn State gets it done against Ohio State, then I think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think they'll get it done, though. I, I think Ohio State is just too good. Uh, but they can be a playoff team if they get this done because if they beat Ohio State, they can probably win the Big Ten East. But – uh, this is this is the biggest game on Ohio State's schedule besides uh, the big one against that team up north. So uh, yeah. the whiteout in October, I'm excited for it. It's always a good one. The atmosphere oh. is unmatched, by the way. The whiteout yeah, of the state is probably mean, the loudest that, in the country. Beaver Stadium on that Saturday night will be an intense it, – it will, it, it'll be something that only can be described in, in – so many words. I mean, it, it can't. I guess it can't even be described. I mean, it's something that I want to experience someday, and I don't know. I may or may not ever get to experience it, but I mean, that would just be phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in that crowd at, at on a Saturday night at Beaver Stadium for that game. I mean, that that's unparalleled. Yeah, it's such a cool stadium. I'd love to see a game there too, and. Uh, with Penn State, uh, I've actually got them going. I believe uh, either ten and two or nine and three, depending okay. on how things shake out. But uh, with the Nittany Lions, I think I, I think I've actually got them at nine and three. But I, I've already done all my. I've gone through the whole Big Ten schedule already uh, for the show for an upcoming episode. But uh, another game I've got circled for Penn State is. Uh, Saturday, Halloween against Indiana uh, okay. at Memorial Stadium at the Rock. I think if Penn State loses to Ohio State, Indiana's beating Penn State on Halloween. And, Tommy, we've talked about times. this game before. Uh, we've talked about yeah. you coming to Bloomington to come visit me for this because I think the atmosphere at the Rock at Memorial Stadium is going to be unmatched. I think Indiana's going to have a really yeah. good team. So if they can pull that one off, uh, that would be awesome. I'm that, Personally, that's one of my most anticipated games just because that's my team. But I don't know if it'll matter as much on a national scale as, say, yeah. uh, you know, Penn State, Ohio State. But if Pete, if I think Pete, IU, IU yeah. Penn State I will mean, be fun, Pete, and I can't wait healthy, for it as I mean, a Hoosier. That, you know. Yeah, if, if we've got Penix out there, I, I like uh, the Hoosiers' odds. But no. uh, th- that'll be a fun game, and I think – as far as the national scale goes, uh, the Ohio State game against Penn State is the biggest one for the Nittany Lions. And I think I called the biggest one besides the game against Michigan uh, for Ohio State, but I don't know if that's – I think that might be true as far as 
conference implications go, but, you know, as in the game I'm most excited for for Ohio State, I have a different answer, and we'll get to that later on in the list. So no spoilers right now, but keep an eye out. And Buckeye fans, I think you probably know what I'm uh, talking for about. For the Nittany Lions, does Michigan come calling for them this year? I think Michigan's going to beat Penn State just because it's at the big house. I think both of these teams are kind of evenly matched. I think Penn State's got the better team, but I like the way Michigan's schedule lines up for uh, the Penn State game because uh, before that, uh, it's actually, I don't know, they get Wisconsin the week before, and I think they're actually going to beat Wisconsin yeah. too. So I think they'll have a little bit of momentum rolling into that one, Yeah, and they can get it done, but – uh, that home crowd at Michigan Stadium, I think will give them the advantage. I'm not as excited for that one just because I don't think Michigan's going to oh, be nearly yeah. as good as Ohio State, yeah. as is usually the case. But uh, it'll still be a good game, and there's going to be a lot to watch uh, in the Big Ten. And, you know, in, old, in other years, you know, Michigan State would be pretty good. They're not going to be very good this year. But, yeah, they're going to be bad. Michigan uh, State's going like, to be down. You know, Michigan yeah. State, like, Penn State's schedule has always been treacherous. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, they've, they've really had some tough games. I mean, just Penn State schedules. Yeah, uh, Indiana always gives I, – I know I'm biased as an IU fan, but IU always gives Penn State a game. IU probably should have won last year. They absolutely choked that game away. I'm still mad about it. But uh, Penn State's got a game at Lane Stadium against VT this year, which could be interesting too. I don't think Virginia Tech's going to be that good, but you never and, know with uh, that Lane Stadium ooh, crowd. Doo-doo. Oh, I was going to say uh, – and then some years Wisconsin plays Penn State too. That just is another uh, hard, tough game for them. Yeah, it always depends who they get as their uh, Big Ten West crossover games. And I think this year, uh, Penn State's crossover games they get Iowa and that's tough. in Happy Valley. They get they go. Yeah, that's. I mean, Iowa's going to be good too, but they go to Lincoln to play Nebraska. And uh, they get Northwestern so, at home. I guess with this list, I've just tried to leave off games that kind of happen every year. Because, okay, Ohio State-Michigan is going to be a great game. You know what I've, I mean? I've kind of tried to do that, too. Obviously, I don't think Ohio, I don't know if Ohio State-Michigan will be a great game. Ohio State kind of dominates it mostly. But, obviously, you're excited with the atmosphere with that one. But I've mostly yeah. left off yearly games, except ones that I think are going to have special implications, like, this year, Ohio State, Penn State, that's going to have yeah, serious yeah, playoff will. implications. Like, winner probably wins the Big Ten East. Uh, Ohio State, or not Ohio State. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because I'm not going to spoil a later entry on my list. And it's not an Ohio State entry. My other Ohio State game is a non-conference game. But, you know, I, I've tried to put as many yeah. novel games on here as So, possible. fourth for me, and this is a game I thought about switching out for another game that I think you're going to talk about later, but I'm going to put it because it's such a rare sighting that we, I don't think we see like something like this in college football, but Penn state traveling to Virginia tech, you mentioned it earlier. It, it may not have super big implications, but like we just don't see two programs like that get together very often. So early in the season anymore, I mean, you just don't see that. I mean, like Virginia Tech, and I know they've been down for a few years, but you know they they're still got a really decent football program, and you know just the whole sight and sound of Lane Stadium, and you know Penn State coming in there. I mean that's just the, something you don't see very often anymore in college football. 
it'll be a it'll be a, a great crowd. I can only assume because Lane Stadium, uh, especially for big games like that, it always is a raucous environment. I remember Ohio State went down there a couple of years ago, and Virginia Tech hung with them for three quarters. Virginia Tech actually beat them the year yeah, before in Columbus. So, and that was the year Ohio State won the national championship. The next season, I would argue. Uh, that 2015 Ohio State team was even better. But uh, Virginia Tech hung with them for three quarters. Couldn't get it done, though. The atmosphere was electric yeah. at uh, Lane Stadium, though. So uh, I think this will be a fun one just because uh, of, of kind of the, the whole sights and sounds of the game at, yeah. in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. But I think Penn State's the better team, and I think Penn State will probably get it done. But if Virginia Tech can win, maybe that can be the game that turns the tides for this era of Virginia Tech football and kind of brings them back into their uh, traditional uh, place among the best in the ACC and but the best maybe even in the nation. Of Who knows? Football that already has some great matchups. And you looked at the schedule. There's some great matchups week two. It could be one of the best week twos of college football in quite mm-hmm. a while. And it'll be good. Cherry on top of the uh-huh. Sunday of what is this week two this year. I mean, it it's looking really good. For week two, um. yeah, indeed, it could be it could be very very interesting. So let's talk about okay my number three uh, on my list on my list. So you've got number four. You had Penn State, Virginia Penn State, Tech. and you had uh, and BT. The, and I yeah, on that. Like, I'm gonna keep it in week. T- I'm gonna hey. I'm going to keep it in week two, and I'm going to say Texas okay. at LSU. Yeah. All right, for number three. Okay. So last last season, last season Joe Burrow and the crew went down uh, to Texas Memorial yep. Stadium, to DKR in Austin, and they got it done in a very good game. So obviously a lot's changing at LSU this year. They're not going to have uh, – a lot of their coaching staff from the national championship team. They're not going to have Joe Burrow. They're not going to have Clyde Edwards Alaire. They're not going to have a lot of these really good players, but uh, they're going to keep a couple of uh, the guys from uh, the national championship team. And they'll still be very good because they're LSU, but you know, guys like Derek Stingley, they'll still be on the team. Uh, Stingley, he, he's a great corner. Yeah. So, I think uh, this could be the test to we see where if Miles Brennan and LSU can be anywhere near what we saw of the Joe Burrow LSU. And I don't think they'll be anywhere near as good as the Joe Burrow team. I think they will be, you know, a severe downgrade, but that team was special. And maybe LSU can be a playoff contender if they can get it done against Texas. And I'm not talking about get it done, but like get it done in yeah. convincing fashion. Like if they win this thing big, then, Maybe they can be an SEC West contender again because they'll be the favorite. But Texas, uh, rumor has it that they're back. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree that Texas is back, but this is Sam Ellinger's this is Sam Ellinger's senior year. Uh, and if they can get this one, they can beat LSU on the road in Death Valley. That'll be uh, a feather in his cap and certainly something that Texas can hang their hats on when it comes time for bowl selections and maybe even the Big 12 championship game because – a lot of people are high on Texas going into this season, but I'm not so sure. And I think this game will be a very good litmus test for both teams, uh, depending on what the outcome is. And, of course, it's going to be a fun game because it's going to be Saturday night. In Here's Death what Valley. I'm thinking, Patrick. Saturday night, LSU, Death Valley, Sam Ellinger, revenge on his mind. 
He got embarrassed last year at home in front of his home crowd. He's going to go to LSU. He's going to put a whooping on them Tigers. I'm getting a feeling. Yeah, I think I think this could be a fun one, but I, I'm still kind of leaning LSU, but Ellinger will have revenge on his mind, and we don't know what it's going to be because, I mean, how long do we have uh, before yeah, this yeah, game? You know, five months, four months. So yeah. this could be a fun one. Uh, Got to keep your eyes out for that. And who do you think – the best player on LSU is uh, next season, obviously with Joe Burrow gone. I've got an answer. I don't know oh, what you think. boy. You know what? I mean, they lose so much. I mean, I haven't really looked at LSU's. They do lose a lot. Yeah, I mean, they, I haven't looked I mean, at so many of their guys got drafted. The roster after the draft. Um, what What would you say? I would, I would point it to you. I'd probably go Jamar. I'd go Jamar Chase or Derek Stingley. I think both of those guys are going to be first-round picks and are really good players. But uh, obviously, LSU yeah. has lost just about everybody else of consequence. Not well, not everybody, but you know the main suspects: uh, the Joe Burrows and the Clyde Edwards, the layers of the word world. So it'll be a different looking LSU team next year. Hopefully, yeah. Coach O, Miles Brennan can figure it out. But uh, this Texas game, week yeah. two. Uh, it'll certainly show us if these Tigers are for real. Huge, huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Massive. my number three, it'll we be talked fun. about already. Clemson at Notre Dame. I mean, national implications up the wazoo. I mean, Clemson, like you mentioned earlier, their weekend schedule, they don't have much going on for them. They go up to South Bend. Uh, is this, I'm, is this game middle of October? Is this, Middle October. So here's the thing. Indeed. You know, Clemson and the weather. I mean, how is that going to work? You know, they're used to nice, sunny South Carolina. You know, how is how how is the weather going to affect that game? Who knows? I'm just saying this is a big, 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 big game. And, you know, we've already said it before, but, you know, this has so much writing on it for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah, this will be a fun one. Ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that game. We've already talked about too much. So, all right, my number two game. Uh, we've got the world's largest outdoor cocktail ah. party, the annual rivalry in Jacksonville, ah, ah. Florida, okay. between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. Uh, this is always a fun game, uh, no matter who you who you are, who you're cheering for, if you're a neutral fan or what. Uh, I think it's probably the best neutral site game in America year in and year out, no matter what it is, because number one, the teams are always pretty good. Number two, the atmosphere is incredible because it's so close to both schools and it's such a heated rivalry that both schools will travel anywhere for it. And in Jacksonville, you got the half blue and orange, half red and black. Uh, this game is going to be on Halloween this year, and I'm sure it'll probably get the 3:30 CBS kickoff. I'm hoping both teams, I'm hoping Georgia wears their black jerseys and Florida wears their orange jerseys. That would be awesome. Halloween colors. Uh, that'd be great. I just feel like that'd be cool, would, wouldn't it? I don't know. I feel like they'd mess that up somehow. Yeah, I'd like to see it, but uh, I want to talk about these two teams. So Georgia, they return a lot from last. They lose a couple of their big players, like Jake Fromm's gone, uh, a couple others, but they return a lot of their roster. And Kirby Smart's always been pretty good at, you know, developing talent for Georgia. So. They're going to be a good team, and their new quarterback, they got a, a grad transfer from 
Wake Forest, and uh, he was probably the best player in Wake last year, got Wake into the top 25 at some point. So I think they're an interesting team. He's a dual-threat quarterback. I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but uh, Georgia's going to be good. And Florida, too. Florida's actually Reed Murray's SEC champion in the preseason, I believe. I believe there's SEC champion. I know we had him in the playoff. I know he has Florida as a playoff team, but people are very, very high on Florida. And I'm interested to see uh, what the result of this game is because I think both teams are going to be very good. And the winner is probably going to take the SEC East unless we see a massive upset and, you know, Tennessee or somebody wins it. And that's not outside their own possibility because I think Tennessee is going to have a good team next season. I think Tennessee and Florida could be a good game too, but, uh, Georgia, Florida is certainly the one that's circled in Sharpie uh, on that Florida Gator or Georgia Bulldog schedule. Georgia also gets Alabama this year, so watch out for that. But yeah. I think Georgia, Florida is going to be the, the one to watch because uh, of the SEC East uh, implications. Okay. I did not have that on my list, but, you know, it's a really important game, though. I'm not downgrading. I just feel like, you know, the kind of the past, like, I mean, 10 years, it really hasn't been that big. I mean, I think last year, the year before, it was – I think game day finally went. Um, But recently, like – and you said this with the whole Ohio State-Michigan rivalry thing. It's like it's not really a rivalry if one side's dominating the other. And I feel like Georgia's kind of one-sidedly dominated that rivalry for a while. Georgia, Georgia's been on top for the last couple of years, but I think Florida's starting to close the gap. And yeah. Georgia's been on top of the SEC East for the last couple of years pretty much. And Florida really is closing the gap, I think. And maybe this is the year they catch up. A lot of people are saying it is. So if there's anywhere to prove that Florida's for real, it's going to be against their arch rivals in Jacksonville. And that quarterback Jamie. for Georgia, his okay, name is yeah. Jamie Newman, by the way, transferred from Wake. Uh, All right. He's going to be he's gonna uh, be a player a to watch. Not a move for him. Wake Forest to Georgia, not bad. Not a whole huge move. Uh, yeah. Nope, just a couple of states away. Or I don't know if – does North Carolina border Georgia? I don't know off the top of my yeah, head. I don't think so, but uh, they're not far away from each other uh, uh, at all. Staying okay. in the southeast. My number two game, I had Texas at LSU. We've already – you know, I mean, Sam Ellinger, big statement game for him early <laughs> in the season. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. So my number one game, uh, I don't know if this is your number one, too. I said I'd bring up the Buckeyes again. Ohio State at Oregon. Uh, no, it is not. It's is this your number one, too? Mentions. Oh. Okay. Ohio State and Oregon is number one on my list. Uh, this game, two teams who are going to be the favorites in their respective conferences, both probably playoff contenders. Uh, this game is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Austin Stadium, it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be so loud uh, when the Buckeyes come to town. And, you know, the Buckeyes always travel well. And I don't know how many will make the trip to Oregon, but I assume it'll be a very dominant Oregon crowd regardless. And they'll have some bearing on the game. And Ohio State, I've talked about them at length. They're going to be the best team in the country in my book. So this is going to be the biggest test for them all year, even a bigger test than Michigan or Penn State because, I mean, Oregon, uh, they return pretty much everybody from that defense. The only player of true consequence I think that they lose is Justin Herbert, and uh, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position uh, for the Ducks. But 
you know, playing host to Ohio State, that's a really good chance to pull off an upset that can maybe even catapult them to the top of the rankings early in the season. So uh, it's one to watch for. I think the Buckeyes will probably get it done because I'm so confident in them. But uh, this will be a very fun game to so watch. And obviously, this has big Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl vibes on this. Huge, huge Rose Bowl vibes. Mm-hmm. And the, the Rose Bowl is a play. The Rose Bowl is a knows? playoff game this year, so maybe they meet the playoffs. Who knows? Because I think it's I think it's possible that one of these teams loses this game, and the other team goes undefeated, and the team who loses it maybe and, goes know, eleven Michigan and one and still gets a playoff Washington bid. This season, a lot of Big Twelve or yeah, Pac-12 so Big Ten. Oregon yeah. and Wa- Oregon and what? Yeah, those those that's like a a little fun thing because. Yeah. Oregon and Washington, of course, are rivals, yeah. and Ohio State and Michigan, the biggest rivals in all of college football. Yeah, so and, it's uh, kind of cool to see them know, playing against and, and each also, other. So, I mean, Michigan State came into Utsin a few years ago. That was a pretty big game. But Ohio State, I mean, th- this is this is as good as it gets. I mean, you're not going to ask for a bigger opponent on a bigger stage uh, if you're Oregon. And this is going to be a really big kind of early in the season kind of, you know, how, how are you doing without Herbert? How, how's your defense looking? Well, here come the Buckeyes to town. It, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get much bigger than that. And uh, two things with that. Number one, we've got a rematch of the 2014-15 National Championship game, uh, the first ever college football playoff championship, that Marcus Mariota team against Cardale Jones, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, yep. and, you know, all the other – uh, incredible players in that Buckeye roster that ended up being uh, college football and NFL stars. Uh, that that Ohio State team was really good, and uh, that that game against Oregon, they, they beat Oregon pretty handily. But that's not the game I think people remember from that playoff run yeah. as much as the Sugar Bowl against Alabama for Ohio State, or even that Rose, even that Rose Bowl where Florida State and Oregon played. So. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of revenge for Oregon fans at play. Maybe not, but uh, Ohio State is going to be the best team in the country, and certainly is going to put the Ducks I, to the test I, early on. I don't have. I didn't have that one on my list. It was an honorable mention. I was thinking about putting it on there. It was definitely on my radar. So uh, I did. I did have that. I just can't believe. And I think part of part of the reason why this. I just want to say part of the reason why this tops my list over, you know, something like yeah. even OSU Penn State, I would say, is because uh, it's going to be such a, a novel game, such a game we, we never see. Like, these teams don't play often. I don't think they've played since that national championship game. So uh, they play again next year in Columbus. But uh, this is a very fun matchup that we almost never get to see. So. Stuff like that does help on the list. So, yeah. uh, shout out to these two schools yeah. for scheduling a home and home against two elite programs. By the way, because schools like Alabama are afraid to travel uh, for road games yeah. against good teams in hard environments, and Ohio State and Oregon and, are not. And so this year, really major major props some to them. Past years, like these games wouldn't exist. Like we'd see a lot more cupcakes, and I feel like this year, out of a lot of the years. We're seeing a lot of big conference against conference games like Michigan and Washington, Ohio State, Oregon, you know, 
some of these LSU Texas. Like we're seeing bigger and bigger games uh, as as we keep going here. Like we're seeing bigger games, and I like that personally. It makes the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so fun to see. And OSU, right, Oregon, my number one we pick. We went this whole list, and not once did we mention the Alabama Crimson Tide. Not once. Yeah, maybe it's because I've just got a little bit of Bama fatigue from seeing them all over the uh, place for the last you know decade, so... Nothing personal. Obviously, Alabama's going to have a lot of big games, including that game against it Georgia. Is but, Alabama. Uh, what's your number one pick? Going, or they're at home against Georgia. You talk about teams that don't play each other very often. This is a very rare sight. Well, is it? Well, okay. No, they've played. They played in what yeah, SEC yeah, championships, and national championships, championships the last couple of years. We, we rarely see these two teams play in the regular season. I guess by SEC standards, yeah. yeah, because they're not protected rivals and they are in opposite divisions. So yeah, we don't see it like relatively that often, but we still yeah, see it but, more than we see know, something like Oregon versus Ohio State. Is this early in the season with? Week three? I mean, have we ever had a bigger SEC game in week three or earlier? I mean, we just don't see it. I mean, I don't think so. We're waiting for like Auburn, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, down the road, way, 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 way down the road. But right off the bat here in week three, we get Georgia going to Alabama. I mean, it's a huge test for both. Uh, you know, we, you talked about Georgia earlier, and then of course Alabama. You know, they they lose Tua. What's life without Tua gonna look like? Um, yeah, I mean, can he be the guy? Can Mac, really can Mac Jones be, be the guy? Game? Um, and it's you know, you just don't see it much in the regular season. I and I know you said you know we've seen it in championship games and SEC, but like these two teams don't meet up often in the regular season. And, and if they did not viscerally in the regular season, it's just a massive game uh, in, in week three. And I've looked at the other games in week three. There's nothing as big of a game in the first four weeks of the season. I think that besides, you know, Ohio state, Oregon, uh, and, you know, Georgia, Alabama, it has all the implications and, and and more. I mean, it's it's one of those. Uh, it's a big one. It is truly, truly a mammoth. It's gonna be, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be a huge game. And if I had more room on the list, I probably would have included it. But I guess yeah. just because I'm kind of fatigued, we've seen yeah. that matchup a few times over the last couple of years in championships. So, you know, but it's championships that we've seen. It's so obviously it's a good game. But I don't know. Maybe I I just was looking forward to more new matchups and matchups maybe more close to my heart in the Big Ten or that I think will have bigger, you know, conference like Yeah. And I mean I understand where you're coming from. Division implicate I don't know. But uh this is this is gonna be a big game. This is gonna be an awesome game and I can't wait for it. Regardless. Uh, regardless of if did you have any or not, it's gonna be really good. At all you wanted to... Uh you know I've mentioned a couple sporadically throughout the list, but uh, one honorable mention I have that I think is going to go super under the radar. Okay. Uh, well, there's two, and they're both of the Tennessee uh, okay, Volunteers. Yeah. Number one is Tennessee at Oklahoma. Uh, 
that's week two. Uh, I think this is going to be – if Tennessee wins this game, right. uh, we can officially say Tennessee is back because I think Tennessee is going to be good this season, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be good enough to win at Oklahoma on the road. Oklahoma could be down this year because they're not going to have a Heisman contender yeah. at quarterback anymore like they've had for the last, what, three or four years. So think things are going to be different at OU, but uh, if Tennessee can pull that one off, then uh, – they they could be in for you know finally a good year after so many years of of struggling, and the other Tennessee game is Tennessee Florida because this one I think they have a better chance of winning this one than they do at Oklahoma because it's going to be at Nayland Stadium and you know if Tennessee's got a decent team and <laughs> they don't drop yeah. to Furman or Charlotte or somebody like that and they don't get at, and they and they don't get absolutely embarrassed by Oklahoma I think there will be a lot of hype for this one I think. Nayland Stadium will be loud, and I think Florida's going to have a really good team, obviously, but Tennessee can get some of that mojo on their side for this big rivalry game and one of the biggest games at Nayland Stadium in a couple of years. Um, I think it could be good. I, I think Michigan it could be good Washington, thanks for the Vols. We talked about that a little bit. You know, um, you know, a lot of Rose mm-hmm. Bowl vibes in that one as well. Certainly. Um, but let's kind of – I want to ask this question. Uh, so let's say it's week one, right? You're kind of channel surfing the games. In week one, what is a game you predict that'll be like, oh, wow, that's actually a really good game. I didn't think it would be. Or kind of a surprise game that, you know, kind of out of nowhere maybe becomes a good game or, you know, some kind of a surprise game of the weekend. Uh, Let's go week So we're we talking week let's one or week, week zero? Yeah, week yeah. Week one, so the true the true week one. Okay. Uh are you thinking just, like a game that could potentially yeah, be an kinda, upset or a game that could be like yeah, closer like than we think or, like, or oh, wow, an under I the radar like that's a sleeper pick? A good game. It should be a, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll give a couple. I'll give a couple. Uh first I want to mention my Hoosiers going uh to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers at Camp Randall. It's a Friday night game. So there's going to be, you know, a little bit of something's, something's up. You never know what's going to happen on a Friday night game. Those are always weird. Like, without fail, Friday weeknight yes. games yes. in major power conferences are always weird. Uh, and I think Wisconsin loses a good amount, and things will be different for them. Maybe it takes them some time to adjust. And Indiana returns just about everybody. So I think if the time for the Hoosiers to pull off a big upset is any time, uh, it's going to be now. And – Obviously, that's a tough atmosphere to play at Camp Randall on a Friday night. But, you know, I think there is a chance that IU makes it uh, an upset. But I think it'll be a close game regardless. I think IU will keep it closer than even the biggest of Wisconsin homers think it'll be. Uh, Another game on Friday night, actually, that same day, it's going to be on ESPN. North Carolina at UCF. UCF, they don't get to host – they don't get to host a lot of Power 5 teams uh, as a G5 team, and that's been the knock against them for a couple of years now. And, you know, they've been complaining about that. We couldn't get into the playoff while they were undefeated and all that stuff. But here's the opportunity. North Carolina at home. Sam Howell and Mac Brown. Carolina's back. Can Carolina get it done on the road week one at UCF? Because this will be a really good game. Uh, I think UCF – I'm not sure who their quarterback's going to be. Obviously, it's not Mackenzie Milton because of that injury. Hope he's healing up. But uh, I think it'll be Darielle Mack, uh, who, who was a guy I liked a lot when he filled in for Mackenzie Milton. 
and uh, I, I think this will be just a really good game. I, I don't know what else to say. I think Carolina will probably get it done because I think Sam Howell is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And actually, the week after this, Carolina yeah, has to I, go I saw that, yeah. to Atlanta to take on Auburn. So if Carol if Carolina can win both of those games, then they could be a sleeper kind of ACC champ pick. Maybe not yeah. like over Clemson yeah. ACC champ, but you know, contending at least, and maybe even getting a spot in the year um, six. I got a week one game. Mac Brown's got Houston, Carolina back on track. Ole Miss versus Baylor. Uh, we get to see Lane Kiffin for the first time as coach of the mighty Running Rebels. Um, a lot of back and forth between him and Mike Leach this spring uh, over at Mississippi State. A lot of trash talk. Uh, I'm excited to see Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. I don't know about you. Are you on that? Are you on that bandwagon or what? Yeah, I am. I, I think, I, I think Kiffin at Ole Miss could be really good. Obviously, he, he's had success at SEC schools. He's had success at USC. So he's a good coach, and yeah, you know, he's made it all the way back up from what Florida Atlantic. So. Maybe the tides will turn at at uh, Ole Miss, but I don't know if this will be a great yeah. game week one because Baylor's losing their head coach, Matt Rule, and he was, I think, the reason for their successful season last year. But this will still be an interesting one, and that's a fun matchup because, can, again, I, these are two Houston, non-conference opponents we like don't a, see play that often. I'm seeing a lot of points being scored. I don't know. Whenever games are played in, like, Houston or San Antonio, it's kind of like a highfalutin shootout type of thing <laughs> just kind of a lot of a lot of points scored texas yeah uh i'll tell you i'll tell you a game that people are probably gonna have circle on their schedules but i mean obviously it's not like the first thing that sticks out to you because it's an fcs team against an fbs team but north dakota state Uh-oh. heads to oregon week one they go to austin Uh-oh. stadium uh north dakota state obviously has been the best team in fcs Oh, yeah. For the last, what, 10, 15 years? Uh, they've been incredible. They've had some awesome teams. They've pulled off some upsets at uh, D1 FBS teams. Like, they beat Iowa on the road. They beat Kansas State on the road, a couple others. But uh, I think this North Dakota State team is going to be really good. Uh, people have been talking about North Dakota State as, like, a team that would be in the top 25 if they were an FBS team. And uh, – I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to beat Oregon hey, on the road, but if hey, anybody can do it way, as an FCS team, North it's State it's North Dakota game. State. Good luck trying to sell me that Ohio State Oregon game, buddy. Because that that sounds way less appealing if North Dakota State beats Oregon. Yeah, That's the thing. I don't know if North Dakota. I don't think North Dakota State's going to win this game, but I think it'll be competitive. And I want to talk about a player on North Dakota State. Uh, he was the uh, freshman quarterback last year, redshirt freshman. His name is Trey Lance. He's a name you're going to have to watch for because in the 2022 NFL Draft, this guy is going to be one of the first quarterbacks off the board. He was the best quarterback in FCS last year. He's already been – or in the 2021 NFL draft, rather, because he's a redshirt okay. freshman. I think he can go pro after this year as a redshirt sophomore. So he's going to be an elite quarterback. People are talking about him as one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, period. Trey Lance 
He's right, a name to watch to for uh, national conversation. Okay, so by the way, is there any chance Oregon overlooks North Dakota State looking forward to the Ohio State game? Okay. I don't think yeah. you can overlook yeah. North Dakota State. I think it's yeah. – they're North Dakota State. I think it kind of speaks for themselves at this point. But there's a chance that Oregon in the first two weeks of the season will have played Wild the FBS stuff. champion and the FCS champion. Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's not impossible that wow. Oregon themselves becomes the FBS champion. So that is going All to right. be quite the task for Oregon in the first two weeks of the season. Because yeah. everybody knows North Dakota State's going to oh, have a chip yeah. on their shoulder going into that game because they're uh, the underdogs. By the way, I just FCS wanted to mention squad. week zero. I've got something to play for. Seven games week zero. I think that's the most we've had on week zero in quite a while. Seven seven games. Love it. Not all of them Love are great, it. but still. Including yeah, the Fighting that's, Irish. That's the main game. Fighting Irish in week and zero. against Navy. Uh, and a few others. Uh, I'd like to see kind of Cole McDonald's less Hawaii. How We saw him in that Hawaii Bowl last year throw for like 700 yards. So, you know, he gets drafted by the Titans. Uh, and what is Hawaii going to do now? Probably pump out another, you know, superstar. Who knows? Yeah. Another quarterback who's going to throw for a billion yards a game yeah. and lead yeah. him to, they play to something Arizona. out in the Mountain West. Uh, uh, Hawaii is always you know, fun to watch. Week zero. Rematch of last year, too. They play Arizona. Okay. That's an interesting game. Uh, I think in, last year was in Honolulu. In Tucson or in Honolulu? Arizona, I believe. Because last year it was week zero. Same game, same week. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's in Tucson, I think. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. It'll be like you know, a 2.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. It'll be a late night game regardless. But uh, those, yeah. those Hawaii – those Hawaii yeah. Hawaii games are always late, uh, especially when they're at home. The yeah. the good old fashioned Hawaii test, as people like to call it, and then go eat breakfast. The yeah, end of that's the Hawaii the, game. That's the test. Yeah, <laughs> wake up on for Sunday oh, NFL countdown man. five minutes later. Uh, hey, so I wanted to ask you. Okay, so that episode you had with the game show, that poor Natalie. Uh, was her name Natalie or was it? Yeah, it's Natalie. Yeah, poor Natalie. You were just that's her name. Yeah, that's her like, name. Those questions. I felt so bad for her. You could tell she was scared. She just did not want to be a part of your your science experiment. <laughs> you you were so mean to them. I mean, come on. She sent to our to our two <laughs> guests. There were two of them. She signed yeah. up for it, number one. Uh, th- thanks, sir, they for were coming good on. Sports. And uh, they were good to the sports. other guy, Braden, for coming on. Really appreciate it. But uh, yeah. number two, Reed wrote the questions. Yeah, they, and they did. They did. I, I was joking. And, hey, they both yeah. did uh, fairly well. They got a lot they, of questions Yeah, they right. did quite well for, for not on. Yeah, but uh, shout, they did. They did. Yeah. And shout out to both of them. Uh, for, and for I got to be honest, uh, that podcast Griffin, uh, and, uh, question, it done. that kind of messed me up. I mean, I knew it was Scarlet Knights, but I was kind of for a minute. I'm like, is it Red Knights? Is it Black Knight? No, it's Scarlet Knights. Like I was, I was kind of second guessing myself, but you know, yeah, just not a, not a big <laughs> thing. Cause uh, you don't hear much but, about Rutgers. Yeah, so, so go check out that, mm-hmm. uh, podcast. You guys doing some fun stuff over on the first and 10, uh, we did the uni draft. We did all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And, Thank uh, you, Tommy. On the read. Over here on uh, Tommy yeah. Divine Podcast, as well as uh, the RJM Podcast. And keep an eye out for the Patrick yeah. Feld Show coming soon. I think we'll try and get some and episodes then, in the works uh, in the next couple weeks yeah. once I'm done with school. All- so. Stay tuned. A lot of a lot of content coming from all all of our friends here on. It's, it's uh, getting there. I don't think we're a network we'll try, we'll try quite, but uh, first we uh, we work together. Uh, we work together a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. We, yeah. All four of so, us work tomorrow, together. That's new episode of uh, Running with the Bulls. Griffin Healy's coming on tomorrow. What do, you, what do you like about Griffin, Pat? Yeah. What do you What do you like about him? What do I like about him? I mean, where do I start? I think the the best so, thing yeah, about Griffin, so this guy's hilarious. He's very blunt with his yeah. humor, and and he's he's a little, little self deprecating yeah, sometimes too. He he's one of the funniest guys I've met. Shout out to Griffin. Uh, I'm I'm his biggest fan. I can't okay, wait yeah, to be that's, that's going to school with him next I, year I, in uh, Bloomington, I, I Indiana. I also noticed you you spent a good 25 minutes of the podcast talking. About <laughs> I'm gonna have to just cut out the podcast and just do the Indiana. Did we? No, we abs. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I think the only I don't uh, even think there was what players did I even talk about for getting like in the second half of that podcast after the game show part in the no, second half no, of the podcast. What podcast. players did I talk about besides WAP Philly yeah, for a potential one, yeah. award? And, <laughs> oh, on this one. Uh, I talked for 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 a little bit about uh God about the Hoosiers. Himself, not God. not too long. Longer yeah. than anybody else in the country would have, but uh that's the yeah. way it is, and I, I at least admitted that I'm. Yeah, I'm I think mentioned pretty once, by the way. I'm gonna talk about just, them just because they're my team. Yeah, I could have, but you could have. Yeah. You absolutely could have mentioned that game. Yeah. That game against no, those, Memphis. Yeah, those interesting. are interesting. I think the Air Force game is interesting too. Yeah. Even even the game against Boston oh, yeah. College, they have a weird non-conference this year. I could see them starting undefeated. I their first four games, their first four games of the season yeah. are at Nebraska. I forget the order. They go at Nebraska week one, though, and then they get Air Force at home, Memphis yeah. at home, uh, and at uh, Boston College. They we'll could start 4-0 or 0-4, one and, four, and neither would shock me. I nah, nah, we'll probably go 2-2. Two and two. We'll lose, though. You really think The ones so. we're supposed to win, we will lose. I don't think Boston – I don't – I'm going to say – I'm going to yeah. say <laughs> – I don't think Boston College is that good, but it's a road game still. Kansas beat them on the road last year, but I don't know uh, about those four games for Purdue. 4-0 and or 0-4, either is possible. And They're I'm going to be a I'm weird team next year with a high ceiling and point, a low floor. So I don't want to indulge. Well, you guys You're are always welcome. Always You're always to welcome to come on and talk about football with us, Tyler. I will, I will catch you later, Pat, and I will see you, pal. Much luck to you on your front. Uh, in your own podcasting endeavors, my friend. All right, see you, pal.